You are Locked On Sooners, your daily Oklahoma Sooners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor, 50-pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., Hope you are having an awesome Friday night. I know I am as I'm recording this podcast and just getting ready for Saturday's game against the Baylor Bears. And um, I think this has a chance to be a heck of a game. Don't let the smooth taste fool you. OU is a 21.5 point favorite over the Bears. I'll tell you why that that is a little too high. And whether or not I think OU will cover or not cover the spread. And uh, maybe by just what I said, you know which way I'm leaning towards that. We'll talk about how good Matt Rule's teams have been in the fourth quarter and why that is dangerous for OU and its fan base. If Baylor has the lead going into the fourth, we will hear from Matt Rule today talking about the physicality of defense. And Matt Rule said something very interesting in his press conference this week about defense, how you proceed with defense, what ultimately makes it better, and um, I think he explains it well, and we can even apply that to what the OU defense is doing and not doing. Matt Rule, we'll talk about playing Kyler Murray today, and uh, I will give you uh, just some of what I think are the uh, major points, the major storylines for this game coming up on Saturday as OU and Baylor get underway, and it is Oklahoma's second game in the Big 12 this season. My name's Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK in Oklahoma City. I'm the co-host of Saturday Game Day with Randy Renner. That can be heard every Saturday at 5 a.m. So depending on when you're listening to this, if you're listening to this on Friday night, it can be heard tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. and then again tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Okay, 5 a.m. on KTOK, 9 o'clock on 1340 The Game. And, of course, if you're listening after that time, I hope you did listen to Saturday Game Day because we had a lot of fun and uh, probably did one of our best shows as um, Randy was talking about OSU and Kansas and I was talking about OU and Baylor. I've covered OU now for almost five seasons. I've loved every minute of it. I'm a graduate of the University of Oklahoma and bleed crimson and cream the way that many of you do. And um, it's not just OU football, but the history of that school kind of courses through my veins. And um, I just, I cannot ever tell you what that school means to me. It's what I like to call Norman. That campus is my happy place. So enough about me. Let's talk about this game that's coming up this weekend. And while OU is a 21 and a half point favorite, don't get too excited if you're an OU fan thinking that they're going to roll this week because four of the last seven games that OU has played against Baylor have been decided by 10 points or less. And Baylor just has a tendency to want to play OU tough. If Baylor hasn't been physical, and they are a physical football team, just watch them this year, and you can watch them last year. They get up for OU. They want to be physical against OU. They like to hit. They like to talk trash. And they've done a really good job over the last few years of getting under Oklahoma's skin. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, but OU has to maintain their cool on Saturday because Baylor just has a way of annoying Oklahoma the way no one else does. And I can't quite put my finger on what it is other than to think this. It's that new money syndrome that Baylor has. 
OU is the traditional power. Baylor are the new money, or at least was the new money for a while. Baylor gets a little full of themselves. OU wants to smack them down. And unfortunately, we've seen some dumb things happen that OU has done in Baylor games. Matt Diamond being one. I think Orlando Brown. Well, it seemed like Orlando Brown was uh, getting a personal foul every single game. But this this game worries me. It, it, it worries me from the standpoint of, one, I don't know where OU is mentally defensively. And I know that you could just see it on Mike Stoops' face. He was ready for Baylor to get here and get over that Army game. But there's been so much criticism. You had media availability cut short. You're not that far removed from these guys telling you how important accountability is. And while OU will say that outside chirping, chatter, whatever doesn't influence them or doesn't motivate them, I still need to get out there. I still need to see them play tomorrow. I still need to see them be physical to be 100% convinced that what we saw these last two Saturdays was injuries, and you're getting guys like Overton and Lott back this week, so that's going to help the depth on the defensive line. And just playing a unique offense, and maybe you were just in a situation where you took Iowa State lightly. The good thing about OU and these last two weeks is they shouldn't take Baylor lightly. They should come out of this game... 10 kinds of pissed off, ready to win. But if you look at what happened last year, OU got up on Baylor big, Baylor came back, they were leading 31-28, to and eventually OU won 49-41. to I don't want to see a game like that this week. I don't want to see Baylor get 41 points and OU have to score 49, and then you're wiping the sweat off your brow just thinking, God, that OU won. And, and a lot of it... Look, we know what the offense can do, and and I don't think Baylor's defense, no matter how physical they are, is going to be able to shut down OU's offense, and as far as one of your big key storylines this week, I'm expecting more than just Trey Sermon to touch the ball. Marcellia Sutton should be back. TJ Pledger should get his touches this week, and OU ought to be able to use multiple backs. I would also think that Hollywood Brown, who didn't have a single catch next last week against Army, is going to have multiple touches this week and have a chance to get into the end zone. But when it comes down to defense, okay, and and that's what we've concentrated on. And let's remember this. OU is still 4-0. And and even though I'm preaching panic and I'm freaked out and I don't like the way things have looked the last couple of weeks on just one side of the ball, OU is still 4-0. So despite whatever's happened on defense, That is an undefeated team that's going out there, so things are not all that bad. But Matt Rule this week in his press conference talked about effort, talked about defense, talked a lot about physicality, and I just want you to hear what he has to say about scheming and practicing and how he sheds light on how defensive coaches approach something week to week. Well, I don't know. We just... just use lots of things. You know, we talk, we show like a lion tape, you know, like lion plays, you know, ferocious physical plays. Um, it wasn't just a lion play. It was also a critical play. You know, and I think that's a big thing. Like, you know, lots of guys make lots of plays. Who makes the plays when the hat's on their head and, the, you know, the, the game, the play, the series is on the line. Um, so we, we talk a lot about those those things. Um, um, the second part of the question was, what, how do we – uh, Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I um, you know, after you – after you win, you get lots of text messages, and there's you know you get and I appreciate them all, but I got one from some football people that I really trust, and they just talked about watching on the game, just the the defense looking fast and looking physical, and 
you know, we did more last week in practice than we had done, you know, and that's, that's always been sort of like the balance I've been trying to, as I try to push, you know, the guys on defense here to understand that you have to practice really well to play good defense. Uh, you can't scheme to good defense. Um, they competed and practiced really hard last week, and then it showed up in the game. And, um, you know, even on the play with Puka, I thought Jamison Houston, you know, um, running, running the play down and not quitting and getting the ball down at the five. I mean, we forced it to a third and ten when they, when they converted it. But <coughs> I'm sorry, guys. But um, I, I just thought last week was a real step. And the little things like, you know, James Lockhart had to go inside and play some, you know, defensive tackle and got up the field and Ira and a bunch of guys, you know, just playing hard, getting after the quarterback. Uh, I thought that uh, they played with they played with a different sense of purpose and physicality and swagger. You know, part of being physical is running to the ball. You know, and so the week before we kind of jogged to the ball, and that, and yesterday I thought we ran with pur- or Saturday we ran with purpose, and um, that's where we start trying to get the guys to understand. We don't want you to run to the ball to run to the ball for us. So you don't get yelled at. We want you to run to the ball because you think you can make a play that will affect the game. And we're still not causing turnovers. Um, it's frustrating. And we're hopeful that it will come. But I think when you start seeing us run and hit like that, you know that, hey, eventually the ball will start to come out. That's Matt Rule from earlier this week. And just a lot there about effort. And and I think about what OU is facing defensively this week against Baylor. And Charlie Brewer, who's having a great year this year, who is throwing for over 200 yards a game and OU's giving up over 200 yards a game, uh, via the via the pass, and he's got a guy like Jalen Hurd. This is the this is the first quarterback OU has played all year long, where I thought if he had a really good game against them, I probably wouldn't be that upset. Zeb Nolan, that upset me. Um, the guy out of Army, okay, that that upset me, and, and everybody else. I mean, you, you you had two teams in UCLA and Florida Atlantic that didn't really know who their quarterbacks were going to be. All that being said, this is a huge week for Oklahoma. This is a get-right week. And maybe it's a wrong week to be to be getting right, but you are a 21.5-point favorite. It is at home. And if you ever wanted to send a statement to everybody else in the Big 12, specifically Texas, who's got Kansas State this week, then you come out from the word go and you beat the crap out of Baylor. You just... Defense, offense, everything hits on all eight cylinders this week. And playing your best going into that Texas game is going to be real important because Texas just keeps getting better as the weeks go on. It's almost like you look at Texas now and you watch that team that lost to Maryland and you look at the same team that physically dominated TCU last week and then had such success against USC, you wonder who those two teams are. And it should be noted that Sam Ellinger, and I don't know if I've said this or not, but I say that a lot because my memory is just not what it used to be because, hey, let's face it, I'm old. Uh, But Sam Ellinger, two interceptions this entire year, and they both happened in the Maryland game. Now, we all know Texas is going to be tough, but the good thing for OU is, is because of the way things went with Iowa State and Army, you can't think about Texas. You just got to come out and play Baylor this week. Coming up next, what did Matt Rule have to say about Kyler Murray? Well, we'll let Matt Rule tell you. It's all right here on the Locked On Sooners podcast. You are Locked On Sooners. 
your daily Oklahoma Sooners podcast. The Locked on Thunder podcast is out now as well. On Friday, we like to publish both the podcasts at the same time. So after you're done with Locked on Sooners, maybe you're on your way home from a high school football game, or maybe I got this out early enough where you could either listen to it during a high school football game or on your way to a high school football game. Hey, if it's a long drive, check out Locked on Thunder as well. Of course, you can listen to that this weekend. And Blue and White Scrimmage is coming up. And speaking of Locked on Thunder, it's part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day on Google, Alexa, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. And please rate us five stars on Apple iTunes. And subscribe to both of these podcasts. It's Locked on Thunder and Locked on Sooners. And as soon as they're published, they're right there in your inbox. You get the notification, you can go right to it. No waiting for me to tweet it out or post it on the Facebook page. But, um, man, very, uh, very, very excited about the uh, upcoming Thunder season. Blue and white scrimmage this weekend. <laughs> Yay. A lot of questions getting answered. I'm uh, also excited for OU Baylor. Even though the uh, Baylor nerves are kind of, the Baylor paranoia is creeping up. And I, I just kind of wonder what Baylor has in store for OU, especially when it comes to Kyler Murray which you have to think keeps a lot of defensive coordinators up at night is how do you deal with this guy? Do you put do you put a spy on Kyler Murray? Okay, is that what you're going to do with him? You're just going to have somebody follow him the entire game. Do you take Marquise Brown out of the game the way Army did? And if you do, how worried are you about CeeDee Lamb and Grant Calcaterra and every one of those other OU receivers, Miles Tees, etc. There's all there's all this stuff. Just as a defensive coordinator, it would drive me insane to try and prepare for this team. That's why I don't get paid millions of bucks to do it, and I just talk about it on a podcast. It's why I go to the games. It's why I ask the questions. Is because I can't figure out a way to stop this OU offense. I am so glad I am not in Matt Rule's shoes this week. So. Let's talk to Matt Rule, or at least let's hear from Matt Rule on what to do about Kyler Murray, how do you scheme against him, and how do you how do you play against this OU offense? Um, you know, um, I don't know that I could compare him just, you know, just for him. I mean, he's just, he's dynamic in the run game because he can, he pre- presents a threat, the run game that they have. They have a good power football run game, but he also can read and pull the ball and go make explosives, and then he's a tremendous passer. So, you know, you can't just sit there and try to keep him in the pocket and not rush him because he'll pick you apart. I mean, you know, CeeDee Lamb and, and Brown, and all, they have tr- great receivers. And um, um, and when he does, you know, finally put the ball down and run, he can evade you in the pocket till someone gets open or he can, you know, go score. And um, But he's a tremendous player, and he's been a tremendous player his whole life, you know. And so uh, talking to Coach McGuire about him and his battles with him back in the day, you know, just we have the utmost respect for him. And... I just think the fact that you know here you know he made a bunch of money, and he still wants to sit there and play college football, it's so invigorating. You know, just as a college football fan to see someone playing for the love of the game, and so, but he's he'll be a tremendous he'll be a tremendous test, but so will their receivers, and so will their offensive line, and so will their tight ends and running backs. They're just a really good football team. It sounds simple, but if I'm Baylor, I just load up to stop the run and force Kyler Murray to throw. And hope that he makes mistakes because Kyler Murray's already shown this year he can throw interceptions. He doesn't throw a ton of them, 
But he may throw one. He may throw two in a game. And you get those one, two key crucial turnovers that stop a drive. And if OU's defense can't play any better than what they've had the last couple of weeks, those lead to scores. And those scores may make just the may, may make the ultimate difference in the game. So that's how you beat OU. You stop the run, and then maybe you take away Marquise Brown and force these other guys to beat you. It doesn't sound it doesn't sound like a uh, a very appetizing task. And what did he, he use the word he he used the word invigorating. Matt Rule used the word invigorating to have Kyler Murray out. Will Matt Rule still feel the same way after Saturday? How invigorating it was to watch Kyler Murray. Answer to that question, probably not. I'll tell you what I think OU ultimately does in this game. Do they win? Do they lose? I'll give you that. Plus, Texas is a man down, and how much of a difference does this guy make? Well, we'll tell you next here on the Locked On Sooners podcast. This is Locked On Sooners. Your team every day. Locked on Thunder is available as well via the Locked On Podcast Network on Google, Spotify, Alexa, iTunes, and Stitcher. And you can subscribe to that podcast and this podcast at LockedOnSports.com. Plus, we also have a webpage for Locked On Thunder called LockedOnThunder.com. OU a 21-and-a-half point favorite against Baylor this week. I don't expect them to cover the spread. I think OU will win by 14. My fear is that they give up a lot of points. I'm thinking we're looking at a 45 to 31 type game where maybe OU is able to force a couple of turnovers, score off of them, maybe maybe a couple of turnovers. Um, maybe they'll force a couple of turnovers of Baylor on their side of the field and they're able to take advantage of it. I still think Baylor's going to be able to score. Again, It's it, it, it comes down to... Total faith in the OU offense and nobody being able to scheme against them for the exception of West Virginia, maybe Texas, and then Kansas just playing as physical as they do might give OU a hard time. But other than that, those three teams, I don't think any of the other teams in the the Big 12 really have a snowball's chance in hell of figuring out how to shut down this OU offense. And, And the defense, until they can prove to me that they're as good as they were in the first couple of games, I'm just going to think that they'll give up a lot of points. So I'm thinking 45-31, your final score there with OU winning it. Look at the rest of the schedule in the Big 12. West Virginia, just a three-and-a-half-point favorite in Lubbock this weekend. That game starts at 11. If I'm a West Virginia fan, I'm panicked about that game. And I love that word, panic. I'm at least worried about it because Tech gets that huge win at Oklahoma State last week. And West Virginia has to make that cross-country trip. I think that three and a half is about right. Ultimately, what dooms Tech in the end, West Virginia's defense is good. They see that offense every week. They're able to make more plays, and they're just flat out a better team. So Tech keeps it close for a while, but ultimately West Virginia walks off with that one. Oklahoma State and Kansas, because Oklahoma State lost this week, Um, I am expecting them to be very focused going into this game. However, they've had to deal with the the distraction of Jalen McCluskey leaving and then the whole controversy about who can ask that question, who can't, what happens if you don't ask about that question. But getting on the field ought to do Oklahoma State some good. They've got a lot to prove. Kansas 2-2 this year. Still a chance to get over 500 to get halfway to a bowl game with a win. But I like the Cowboys, maybe not to cover the 17.5, but I think they win this week. TCU-Iowa State, big, big game for TCU. 
Horn Frogs favored by 10.5, but you played a game against Texas where you got beat up late. You played a game against Ohio State where you melted down late. Iowa State, one win, their only win over the Akron Zips. Yes, they played OU tough. Yeah, they 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 went into Iowa. <laughs> I don't know. They didn't play very well at Iowa. So they, they went into Iowa City. That's all you can say about Iowa State. Frogs get a win here after two grueling games. Um, Iowa State has just walked the doctor order. Then finally, Texas at K-State. Texas's offensive coordinator is out with an infection. Yes, the OC out with an infection. Um, Ellinger has only thrown two interceptions since the Maryland game. We've already talked about that, but I like Texas this week. K-State always plays them tough in Manhattan, but look for the Horns to get a win there. And uh, Ellinger manages that game well enough, and Texas defense has their way with K-State's offense. I actually like Texas to cover uh, the 8.5 and, a half and uh, close that one out late. That wraps up Locked On Sooners. This has been our Baylor Primer. Until Sunday when we do our Sunday episode and review the Baylor game, I'm Eric G. saying God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. And, of course, peace, love, and boomer soon. You are Locked On Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.